How is your body today on day three of uh, Rohatsu Sashin, Buddha's Awakening Sashin? You don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, are you uh, settling into the routine of Sashin? Is your body getting kind of used to that early morning, <clears throat> earlier morning? Have you perfected the way to take care of your knees and your hips and your back? Are you, are you, um, getting a good walk or yoga or stretching during the break, all the ways that we can take care of this body while we all practice the activity of Buddha's mind and body together. We are one body as we just chanted. We are one mind, are we? caring for it? Are we loving it? Save the body, which is the fruit of many lives. Are we, um, are we gentle with uh, this body and mind of Buddha whose activity we are nothing but? Um, in Buddhism, maybe maybe in Zen, we talk about uh, embodying the way, embodying the teaching. Uh, and here we are, with, uh, really, uh, really settling into this body, embodying it with every breath with every prostration. Uh, uh, most of us here have been doing orioki for a very long time. We do those motions over and over again. It's, it's in our body. Um, we're not thinking every meal, put the chopsticks here, put the spoon here. And yet, uh, I think we've all had that experience where we just get confused. <laughs> so, some, somehow we have to we have to make that head body connection again. But but we've embodied we've embodied that um, Oriyoki practice. Um, certainly, um, what is certain? Maybe I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 yeah, here I go. I'm on track again. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this Zazen practice, what, I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing, well, there's a lot more, but it's, it's, it's totally a body, a body practice. Um, you know, can we really separate you know, what, what is going on in our mind, 
the dropping, dropping body and mind, uh, uh, letting go of thoughts. Uh, we can't separate it from, from this posture that we take uh, day in and day out. And yet, you know, there Dogen says, um, meditation is not about sitting or lying down. Uh, but uh, but uh, another, for instance, is um, when we're at another, for instance, another example of not sitting and practicing is, um, is I, I always use that uh, being stuck in traffic and the complaining mind that comes up. And then when I feel that tug on my robe for my Buddha nature to uh, reveal itself in the middle of my complaining mind, uh, and I put on the robe of patience, uh, don't you just feel it in your body? Don't you just feel some space? Don't you just feel some ease uh, coming into your body when you, when you uh, are practicing, when you are doing the activity of the body and mind of Buddha? So, uh, so we can say that, uh, so that we can say that this, this practice of, or this, this understanding, this of, I and and um, uh, in a uh, Shakyamuni, this is for Max, uh, Shakyamuni, his awakening when he saw the star said, I and all beings together awaken. And, um, and Kazan is asking us to know, to really penetrate that I and that and, not one, not two, not even this person is the I. I is not Shakyamuni, Kazan says. That, that, um, that kind of root, root of our being uh, is, uh, is the robe that that we put on, that becomes the outside of us, that becomes the foreground of our activity, the I and the and, and, uh, and we feel it in our, in our bodies. Um, Suzuki, Suzuki said, um, practicing Zazen is practicing the precepts. So, you know, the precepts aren't just, okay, I'm not going to take what isn't given today. It's not just, oh, I'm not going to slander anybody today. It's not something that we, we, we kind of pull off the shelf and say, this sounds like a good activity. It's, uh, it is embodied, the precepts, harmony and unity is embodied in us. Um, when we practice Zazen. Kokyo, Kokyo gave a nice talk once on uh, how the full moon ceremony is embodying the precepts. I thought that was, and you know, I've been doing it for, I've been doing those 37 bows, you know, for decades before I said, oh, that, that really makes sense. 
It really makes sense. You know, bowing for each precept, remembering, remembering the teaching, um, reciting the vows, along with the bowing, the chanting, the kneeling, the the incense, the, the aroma of the incense, all of that is, is uh, the embodiment of the precepts. So how is, how is your body? How is your body? Don't, don't you feel in the core of your body someplace the war in Gaza and Israel. Don't you feel that in your body, the war of Ukraine and Russia? Uh, you know, we, I can't think my way out of that. You know, I, I exhaust my head trying to think, think you know, what, what's to be done? Uh, I have to find I have to find a way to hold this with, with my body, this kind of gentle caring, gentle caring, uh, uh, to find some space to, uh, to offer it, a space in this warm body of mine, this warm body of ours, such that um, solutions will emerge from not only within my body, but the body and minds of, of all of us to, to sit with it. Um, uh, that, that, that kind of uh, gives it some space. You know, how can I hold that gently? But it's definitely in my body. Um, we're gonna look uh, at the awakening of um, our ancestor, Kakarokuna Daiosho, one of our more percussive ancestors <laughs> uh, in Sanskrit. It's Haklena Yashas, Haklena Yashas. Um, and the ha part means crane, the bird, and the lena is uh, Sanskrit for flock, the flock of cranes, Buddha. Um, he was a monk for many years. And he happened upon, or he sought out Manura Daiosho, uh, the Buddha, the Buddha of his time, uh, Manorito, Manorita in Sanskrit. He sought him out with his deepest question, why are these birds flying around me all the time? 500 cranes have been following me all of my life. <laughs> That's a good enough question. 
maybe sitting zazen, they'd be perched on the wires behind us here. Uh, and um, that was his burning question <laughs> uh, after years of study. Um, uh, we, we've been we've been looking pretty much exclusively in um, Kazan's commentaries on these awakening stories. A wonderful companion piece, uh, uh, Buddha by Buddha, is uh, uh, Living Buddha Zen by Lex Hickson. Have, have people looked at this? Mm -hmm. Lex Hickson. Um, uh, was born in Pasadena in 1941 and became a uh, scholar in comparative religions, but not just, I mean, he, he was a seeker. He was quite a seeker. Um, he first studied with um, a Lakota spiritual teacher. He went on to become a Sufi, a Sufi master and uh, led a Sufi congregation in New York City. Uh, he became a, 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 a Quran scholar. He went to an Eastern Orthodox um, seminary, studied Eastern Orthodox Christianity. Um, he had a... Um, a Hindu teacher late in his life. And, um, and he also, uh, he also was training to be a brown robe with uh, Bernie Glassman in the Maizumi lineage. And the two of them sat down with Kazan uh, and went through it Buddha by Buddha together, studied it together. And in between, he would then write his own reflections on the study, uh, largely praising Kazan for opening, opening the study of the Dharma up to him. And then he would put his own, his own twist on it. He died in his early 50s from cancer, and this was published just before he died. His first, his first, his first book, in the early 70s, uh, because he was this uh, professor of comparative religion, uh, so he knew he, uh, maybe it was before he uh, started actually practicing every religion. Um, uh, uh, he wrote, um, Coming Home, the Enlightenment Experience throughout uh, spiritual practice, through, throughout uh, varied spirits, spiritual practices. And, and, and we talked, uh, I think on our first day that this, this uh, enlightenment uh, is not so rare. It's just our coming home uh, or meeting, meeting an old friend. It's always, it's always been there. So I, I I appreciated uh, that he too used that same metaphor of, of ordinariness, of coming home, of being 
This is our true skin, is our I and practice. Um, so he tells the story of Kakawakuna. Kakawakuna or um, Haklenyashas meets uh, Manora Daiosho. And the teacher, Manora says, I am the inconceivable, inexhaustible treasure of total awakening. I am Anyutara Samyak Sambodhi, unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. This body is unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. You know, it's, you know, we, we've, we've practiced a lot in our Dharma lives, putting on saying, yeah, I guess I'm Buddha. I guess this, <laughs> I guess this is the body and mind of Buddha. But it's a little, it's, it, I, I, it's a little harder to now sort of say, uh, I am unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment, but it kind of goes hand in hand. But uh, so, so this, so this is a, so it, it, this isn't as, um, as vain as it sounds. Manora says, I am unconceivable, complete, perfect enlightenment. Now you must receive this treasure, become this treasure, transmit this treasure to future generations. Simply by hearing these words of light, Kakarakuna awakens. So that's his awakening story after, um, after his uh, years of being a monk. Um, he hears these words from maybe a relatively new teacher who sees in him maybe the depth of his question. Why are these birds following me? Uh, he sees in him the real potential. <laughs> uh, please forgive me. Um, but... Um, um, so here we go. Uh, Manura explains to him, in a previous eon, you were a guide who led 500 disciples into one of the mysterious palaces of the Nagas on the subtle plains. So the Nagas were these underwater dragons, these sea dragons that held the Buddha's, the Buddha's teaching. Um, and uh, I think, I think, I think they're responsible for holding the Prajnaparamita, that was sort of a later teaching of Buddha. Um, uh, but so, so, uh, so, uh, uh, Kakarakuna was invited eons ago by these wise beings for a teaching, for a, for a convening, um, along with a great, along with a great meal, uh, quite a festival of Buddha teaching. 
maybe like a sashim with, with our great meals and, uh, and our great sitting and our great chanting, those, um, those sesame soybeans are the food of the gods that we had this morning. Um, so so uh, Kakarakuna was invited by the Nagas for this teaching, knowing that few, if any, of his disciples were mature enough to receive this rich offering, both in food and in Dharma from the serpent kings, Kakarakuna nevertheless brought them all to the event just to demonstrate the truth of non-discrimination. Uh, Kazan goes into a little more detail about, uh, you know, what is holy, what is, what is not so holy. Um, and in our practice, uh, uh, I, think, I think it's used a lot in, in insight teaching. Uh, our practice is to, um, is to make the mundane super mundane. Is that the right direction or is that, I, I mean, uh, is to really sort of not think of things in terms of, of, uh, of ordinary and saintly, but as we've practiced with the, we've been practicing with the I and the and, that everything is this, is the Buddha's body, is the Buddha's mind and body. Um, one of the first classes that, um, that I took with Catherine in, the, in 93 or something, and, and maybe, maybe Steve was there, to the Four Foundations of Mindfulness, the translation, came, a new translation came out. And um, we all took on kind of mindfulness practices to sort of you know, bring, those are homework and discuss mindfulness. And, and I, I, my practice was, was, uh, was reaching, do this, was, was kind of when I would reach into the cupboard for a dish or a, a cup, I would use both hands and just, just really try to, try to um, hold it completely. And so the, the, uh, and, uh, and there, were, there was some ease and I, 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 you know, you're cooking dinner, you, you need something out of the drawer. Um, you know, you can do this and you can do this at the same time, or you can turn down the flame a little bit. You can turn completely and be fully in your life and take out that, um, that other knife or that other ladle with both hands and be with it completely. And, um, uh, uh, not that, uh, not, it, it, and, 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 and that's our mindfulness practice, but that's also our, our practice of, of everything is uh, the Buddha, body and mind. And, uh, and can I be with it? Can, can I be it completely? Can, can I too be Buddha's, and body, Buddha's body and mind and be with this life completely? So, um, so this is what um, Kakarakuna was, was wanting to demonstrate and teach uh, his, uh, his flock of maybe early practitioners. Um, um, 
Kakurakuna went on from birth after birth, manifest, always manifesting as a spiritual guide who inspires beings. But the 500 disciples who hadn't started yet practicing the I and and body um, be, became birds lifetime after lifetime. This is um, this is uh, Lexixon's saying. They fly vainly in emptiness, still unable to digest the powerful food of the Nagas, the Prajna Paramita, the radical teaching of open space. They have not been able to establish themselves on the true earth of the Dharma body. So, uh, so that's what those cranes were still, still seeking um, and, and sticking with their teacher who generously fed them nourishing food at the, at the Naga Dharma Sashin. Uh, and that, and, um, His compassionate nature stirred by his revelation, this revelation, I mean, hearing the story, understanding finally. Um, Haklenayashas cried out with his whole being, how can I liberate them? At this pregnant moment, Manarita calmly transmits the light that already shines. I am the unsurpassable, complete, perfect enlightenment of total awareness. Look at me. My, my very body is this treasure. Now you must constantly absorb, embody, and radiate it. So it's, uh, uh, this was, this was this, um, Manarita's teaching was, was that uh, we are the body and mind of Buddha. The body's teaching and activity is this body and mind. Um, can it reveal itself in your body with all the practice that you've been doing? Um, and uh, uh, there was this glint of recognition. Yes, yes, that's that's it. That that is what I've been doing with my body all these years as a monk. Maybe all these eons, uh, monk, monk after monk, Buddha after Buddha. Um, uh, yes, uh, this he, he knew he embodied it, just the way we know. Uh, we embody the Buddha's activity in our sitting, in our oryoki, in our chanting, in our prostration. Um, yes, this is our body, and that's what um, what Kakarokuna uh, heard and demonstrated in his interaction with Manarita.
Um, Kazan, let me just read a few more words of Kazan. Kazan says, what is awakening? He's described the practice that the monks, the cranes, uh, need to turn towards to this and, this I and and practice. And what is this awakening? And Kazan gets pretty graphic here. It's one vomit and you vomit everything. One shit and you shit everything. It's hard to know what that refers to, other than um, the first thing that came to my mind was when we do Zazen instruction. And you know, before, before they even come, before people come in the door, I, I, show, them, I show them how to um, do a gasho as a body practice, the way Suzuki talked about it. And, uh, you know, just in that body practice of bending down 45 degrees, holding your body, being aware of how you hold your body, standing up straight, holding your body just there, right in that one practice is, is, the, is our practice of the precepts, is the practice of mindfulness is the practice of being in this body completely, uh, non-dual mind, just this is it. So that's, that's, you know, I think I'm giving a lesson on, um, on how, to, how to do a bow, but, but I'm vomiting up the whole Dharma completely. And, uh, and, uh, the only other reference I, I know, which I love, from um, Dogen is in, in that fascicle, The Moon, which, uh, which um, we talked about kind of at the beginning of the COVID era. Um, uh, the moon and the moonlight, of course, is, is the metaphor for enlightenment. It's everywhere, it fills space. The entire world of the 10 direction, um, uh, 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 our body, mind, and environs are nothing but the moonlight. The coming and going of birth and death is also the moon. The entire world and the 10 directions the up and down is the up and down, the left and right of the moon. 
everyday activity at this moment is hundreds of grasses brilliant in the moonlight. The mind of ancestors is brilliant in the moon. You know, in the, in the full moon, I can look out uh, in my backyard where there's a small lawn and see the, the tips of grasses or the tips of the grass, each kind of illuminated by, by, the, by, a, by the full moon. Um, everyday activity at this moment is hundreds of grasses brilliant in the moonlight. A master of the Shu region in China was once asked by a monk, when the moon is not yet full, what then? Maybe that means, what happens if you're just getting started and you know, you don't know everything yet? You know, I like, I like the sitting, but, uh, but you know, I, can, I, I don't like all that bowing. I don't understand that bowing. Um, when the moon is not yet full, what then? The master said, swallow three or four. The monk then asked, after it is full, what then? After I've practiced for a while, after, after I've really said, after I, you know, after I sign up for Rohatsu year after year, uh, what then? What is, you know, what, what's the activity of the full moon then? The master says, vomit out seven or eight. Vomit out what? Seven or eight. So uh, when you're not full, you have to swallow three or four, maybe gulps of moon. Um, when, you're, when you're full to the brim, then your practice is teaching those gashos. Then your practice is, um, uh, is uh, you know, helping your friends through difficult times. So, so that that that's that's the reference to an, another reference to this teaching is just I mean what's more physical you know than <laughs> than just this vomiting out the teaching vomiting it out or shitting it out as Kazan said what's more physical than that that, that it, it's our body it's totally out of our control and it, it, yeah yes it's it's just the moon is is shining. Um, uh, Kazan ends with the verse. This is a reference to the Buddha body. His verses, a white precipice, a mountain, snow of a great peak sticking through the clouds. Its purity annihilates all details 
and contrasts with the blue sky. This mountain, this mountainous body of ours, firmly grounded and yet, uh, and yet peaking in the emptiness, grounded um, uh, underneath the clouds, the cloud covering of samsara is the Buddha's body, is the biggest part of the Buddha's body that's there um, um, saving all beings, teaching all beings, sheltering all beings, providing forests and, and, um, and meadows for all beings. Uh, this is the Buddha's body, um, but uh, above, rising above um, is, in, in the realm of emptiness, spaciousness, compassion is, uh, is the, the peak of the Buddha body. This is our Buddha body, a mountain. And, and Lex's, Lex Hickson does his own poems. Almost a haiku. Buddha body wakes. Buddha body showers. Buddha body eats breakfast on the summit of Mount Sumeru. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? On the summit of Mount Sumeru. May the nourishment of our Sashin practice strengthen us to the peak of Mount Sumeru. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are impossible. I
Senhor. Ai, ai, ai.